Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of JC Sports. Today we're coming at you on a Tuesday. Um, I was kind of busy yesterday, and uh, I think it's kind of good we're doing it today because a lot of franchise tags in the NFL have come in in the in the last 24 hours. So I think it's good we did it we did it today and not yesterday. But uh, I'm I'm sure most of you guys were waiting for it yesterday. Sorry, it didn't come. We'll make sure to notify you guys next time that we have to postpone an episode. But uh, let's talk about the biggest news of the week. Dak Prescott gets his money up. Cameron, what do you think about that? You know, I was wrong, okay? I mean, look, <laughs> I thought he was going to go to Washington. But, uh, but I mean, he's going to be Dallas's franchise guy, and maybe, just maybe, Dallas can do decent this year. I mean, I think that Dallas would possibly be able to have, like, an 11 and 5 season this year if they pick up some more talent around Dak except for Ezekiel Elliott cuz he's one of the best running backs in the NFL but I mean what do you think Jackson it's it's a tough one so I really like it from both perspectives because what Dak Prescott did is that he held out on himself and Dak did not cave in and he did not sign a deal that he didn't want to sign he knew he was worth this kind of money and was just holding himself out until he got that kind of money, and that's what he got. And his his gamble on himself paid off big time, and that's what I love about this deal for him. It's uh, we'll go through the terms. It's four years, a hundred and sixty million dollars, and a hundred and twenty six million dollars guaranteed. He is going to be the second highest paid quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes this year. I I don't necessarily know if if I if I agree with that a lot do the sole fact from, that from which from which perspective from the perspective of the cowboys or perspective of dak what do you say sorry you cut out uh from the perspective of the cowboys or for this perspective of dak from the perspective of of i mean i would just say from the perspective of dak yeah it's a huge win for him but i think from the perspective of the cowboys it it, it takes I wouldn't put him in the top five quarterbacks in the league right now. I, he doesn't deserve that type of money, I don't think. It's just like when Bill Belichick, ten or not ten, almost twenty years ago now, said or over twenty years ago, said that he pay, they paid Drew Bledsoe a, a ten year deal because he thought they were he was going to be his franchise guy, and then he goes away because he had the goat take over. I mean, I, I don't think he deserves to be paid that much, but obviously they have that much faith in him. And, I mean. I just want to look at the at the first couple weeks of last season versus the the second half of the season last year, and it was like night and day for that Cowboys team. Dak had at least kept them competitive in games. He was right. it led them on a high scoring offense, kind of disguising how terrible their defense was. And then once he was away, it was just it was it was terrible. He made that Cowboys right. offense. He made that Cowboys team competitive. Look, again, I don't think he deserves that money. I think he deserves a lot of money. I don't think he deserves that much though. Yeah, in this in this like lowered salary <sighs> I mean, cap year, I would be I would fear that the Cowboys are not able to build a defense because that was their biggest need last year. Yeah, I mean I mean I I I I think that in reality the Cowboys they don't just need Dak Prescott. They need a lot more around him. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's the, only, the only thing is because the, the salary cap is going down this year. 
Right. And I think with them paying them the amount that they did, especially if they trade him, which I don't think they will, if they ever did, they would be oh, – I, I don't know. I mean, I'm mixed about it. I like Dak Prescott. Don't get me wrong. But, but um, you know, when is too much, too much. Yeah. Well, he's, he's not only is he a great, great football player, he's a great guy too. Uh, came out with that mental health campaign last year. That was That was really good for the league, I think. Right, I think so too. There's no way. I think that he truly, he truly is a good person. And I think, I think when he took over Tony Romo's spot, he was like young talent, and he he, he is good talent. But, yeah, he's a great he's a great leader for that. I, I don't know. If, right, I just don't know if he's worth that amount of money. Got it. Okay, uh, let's talk about some of the releases and tags this uh, this past week. So. Kyle Rudolph, I think the all-time receptions leader for the Vikings, I, I believe. Um, at the tight end spot, I know that. And they just straight up released him. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, sorry for getting up so much. I'm, I'm getting a little bit of ranty here. But, I mean, <laughs> look, I get it. You, but I, at the same time, I don't agree with it. I, I have mixed feelings on it. I just... He's like you said. I mean, I think like you said, uh, you know, the Pats they're very needy right now. I understand that he'll definitely fit in there, and I think he'll probably go there. But I don't think the Vikings should have just let him go. What do you think, Jackson? Um, I really think that he's he was one of those solid places. I think I do think the Vikings had him overvalued. I don't think he was as good as everyone would say. He was only a two-time Pro Bowler, right? Um, but he was definitely an integral part of that Minnesota offense. He was always that that safety blanket yeah. for who really whoever was at quarterback. I agree. I, I think he was a big contributor to that team, and I don't know if letting him go was the right choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about some of the tags that have just happened. So Broncos tagging safety Justin Simmons for about, the second yeah. straight year. For the second straight year. Um, I I wish they got a long t- long term deal done with him because he is really the cornerstone of that secondary, you know, since uh, they let go or traded Chris Harris last year, and he's really stepped up like big time. He's great. He's great in that back end, and I think he really deserved himself a long term deal. Yeah, I think so too. And I I don't. I mean, I'm not necessarily a Broncos fan. I never never root against them, but. Uh... I think they should have figured something out for him. Like you said, I think he's the he's the he's the cog that 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 completes the gearbox in the secondary, and I, I think they should have figured something out because now, like the future in Denver is unstable. You don't know, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. you don't have that he security. Just decided to franchise tag him again, right? So I I definitely agree with you on the on the fact that they should have. They should have worked something out for at least three or four years, something like that. Because right now the Broncos don't have a lot. Drew Locke is a bust. I mean, you need to keep what you have, and right now they can. But what about in the future? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, let's go through some of the other tags. But, right um, tackle Taylor Moten of the Carolina Panthers getting tagged. He has not missed a game in three years. Again, I think he's one of those guys that's just reliable. Um, I don't think the tag is the a bad option on the field. while they while they work out a no, session with him. Right. I don't think it's a bad option. I think that they should work out an extension with him. 
like you said, I think he's a very reliable guy, a guy that you want to keep around. But um, I think I think if you can't figure out, I think they were smart by if they couldn't figure out an extension at this moment, you need to tag him and be done with it right now and try and figure something out for the future because he's a reliable uh, guy. With Carolina going after a quarterback, um, like right. They want they want to win now. Like if they're gonna go get Deshaun Watson or they would try to get Matt Stafford, like they got to keep that that O line intact. Right. I think. I think O line. In my opinion, O line doesn't get enough credit. I think everybody agrees with no, that. Everybody they're agrees the with unsung that, yeah. heroes of football. Yeah. Um. But I, I just think that it's smart for them to keep him around. But anyways, let's let's move on to uh, the Jets tagging Marcus May. What do you think about that? Marcus May, he's actually when the Jets are competitive again, which I think they will be next year with with the new head coach and CJ Mosey returning. I think they will be competitive, and I think tagging Marcus May is a good option. He was probably the only. I'm surprised they didn't trade him last year, but keeping him, they should keep him now because they're starting their rebuild, and I think he's a good piece to work around in their secondary. Yeah, like you said, like I've, I've said, they're rebuilding. Not like Lions rebuilding, but they're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that tagging him, like you said, was smart, especially with, you know, they've got a lot of new cogs in the in, in the gearbox this year. You can't, using that term a lot today, but... you can't have all turnover. you got to keep some pieces mm-hmm. that know the system and can teach the younger guys. Right, I agree with that. Um, I still think there needs to be more talent on that team to be a contender this year. If they don't grab a lot of talent this year, I don't see them being a contender this year, but maybe in the next coming years. I don't years, think they'll be a contender. I see them maybe going. But definitely next couple of years. I think, you know, I see maybe a 6-10 a, a and 10 or a 7-9 and nine this year. Um, but I, 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 don't, I don't see them going 2-14 and 14 this year. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I don't see them doing that. Let's talk about two offensive linemen that recently got tagged. The Washington football team tagging guard Brandon Scherf and the Jacksonville Jaguars tagging tackle Cam Robinson. Um, like, I, 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 have, I have a mutual love for, for offensive linemen. As a pitcher in baseball, catchers don't get a lot of credit. And uh, I understand that. I, I give my catchers credit every time. Just like quarterback, you see these quarterbacks that buy these tremendous things for their offensive linemen if they had a good year, stuff like that. I I think um, you need to keep. If you have a good O line, you have a good guy on the O line. You got to keep him. You gotta you gotta keep what you have because I mean, there's a lot of teams that don't have a good O line, and with no O line, uh, there's no offense. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was smart. What do you think? What do you think? I think both of those tags were smart. As the Jaguars turn, turn over their roster and they look to acquire Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall picked in this upcoming draft, um, they really need to keep as many pieces on that O-line as they can because you don't. what you don't want to have is a Joe Burrow type of situation where you have no protection for him. And, you know, he has a possible, you know, mm-hmm. career-affecting injury in his first year. Right. So even even if it's just yeah, a tag I, I think, and like not re-sign him after that, I'm okay with that. Right. They just. I think with Trevor Lawrence coming in, no matter what, I think that 
he's going to be starting right out of the uh, right out of the uh, um, right out of the gate. And I think, like you said, with these with the injury Joe Bur- Joe Burrow had, and he was having he wasn't having a bad season uh, with the se- with the injury Joe Burrow had. I I, I don't. I don't think it was. It's smart to just rebuild completely. You know, mm-hmm. I think you need to have. You need to give at least them a shot. Like you look at you look at Sam Darnold, where his entire team. Like I always say this, and you know this. Sam Darnold was set up for failure. He was set up for failure. You don't want to set up Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence is one of the best first rounders we've seen in a while. Like, He's one of the most one of the best first overall ever. picks we've seen in a good while. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. I mean, I don't necessarily. I don't say anybody's going to be the best player in a while until I see it because there's been so many first rounders that uh, we've got the Ryan Leaf situation, the Johnny Manziel situation. You know, I got to see him. I got to have him finish his first year well first, and then we'll, if he if he has an MVP like season, we'll see. But anyways, off of off of the draft, um, I think. Um, with like I said, a hot shot like Trevor Lawrence coming in, you want him to succeed. You yeah, need you to want, give him a tool to at least be able to attempt. And you can't spend all right. that draft capital okay. and have a bunch Let's of talk about Chris. Right, I agree with that. Let's talk about Chris Godwin being tagged. Chris Godwin. The Bucks just want to keep uh, everybody think? together. Keep everybody together. Try to run it back as yeah. best they can, and I think that's fine. I think that's actually a really good idea. Try to optimize this short Super Bowl window while you've got Tom Brady heading the offense, and you've got all these weapons and all these you know defensive guys. They've got a, a lot of mouths to feed on the defensive side. We'll see if they all get their money in Tampa Bay or elsewhere. But I really like the tagging of Godwin. Yeah, me too. I, I think with the with what with what the Bucks got right now. I don't know why I keep cutting out. I'm sorry, <laughs> but. Uh, with the talent the Bucks are going to have on both sides of the ball, I see, I see the the Bucks. They're another Super Bowl contender. I think maybe this year's it because I think this is going to be Brady's last year. But, but um, I I don't see I don't see them letting go of anybody right now. They've got their team at least for this year. And then I always say this: What are you going to do without Brady? Right? What are you going to do without him? Well, if I'm Chris Godwin, but, I don't want to tether myself to the England, Buccaneers because because here's historically the Buccaneers are kind of a bad team. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the only reason they were good this year was because of Tom Brady. Uh, they won the Super Bowl in 2002 because of their defense. Um, I don't want the I, Buccaneers. If I'm, if I'm once Chris they Godwin, lose Brady, I just said this. I don't want to tether myself to to that organization. I. I Right, no, I, I don't either. I, I think, I think, like I said, once you lose Brady, you're just going to go right back to where you were. You could have all the talent. You don't have a quarterback. You're not going to do well. I'm sorry. Quarterbacks are a big part of the, uh, part, a big part of the team. And if you, you know, he may not have these great seasons without a good quarterback that's going to put the ball where it needs to be put. So, in my opinion, I agree with you completely on that. Due to the sole fact that the Buccaneers picked up Brady because because Jameis Winston or not Jameis uh yeah um you know because their team was just failing <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're gonna probably fail once Brady leaves too in my opinion so I don't think he should stay there and I think tagging him was probably tagging him was the best option for Chris Godwin I think mm-hmm. okay uh last what do you tag, think about uh, Micah Hyde 
Oh, Micah Hyde, the extension of Micah Hyde. Um, I actually really like that. The Buffalo defense kind of struggled this past year. It was really the offense carrying them that uh, made that happen. But I, re- I really like right. that signing. I think he's a, it's a good number for him. He's a reliable, no-nonsense kind of safety. I really I just like the, I like the player. I like the signing. I like the fit in Sean McDermott's scheme. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with that. I think the Bills are going to be one of the biggest powerhouses in the NFL next year and probably for the next coming years because New England has lost their division for the first time in, what, 12 years? Something like that. The last time they lost it was, what, 2009? Something like that. Yeah, yeah when they lost it to the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think the Bills will be winning the division for the next coming years. I mean, I don't know if I see them winning a Super Bowl against Kansas or uh, winning the Super Bowl and get, or just getting to the Super Bowl against Kansas City anytime soon. But, but uh, I think the Bills are in a bright spot, especially with the talent that they're getting. Mm-hmm. But um, let's let's move on to uh, let's let's move on to the Titan shipping. Uh, let's 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 talk about their their 2020 first round pick and the 2022 seventh to Miami. What, well, what, yeah, what do so, you think? So really, their 2021 the their 2020 first round pick was a uh, tackle Isaiah Wilson, and Isaiah Wilson, he is the definition right. of a bust. So here's here's a I'll give you a quick rundown of his season last year. He played a total of four snaps on the Titans. He went on the COVID list twice and had two run-ins with law enforcement. One at a like a Tennessee State University party uh, where he like almost jumped off a balcony or something like that. And then another one for a DUI. So when you have mm-hmm. combined as many run-ins with the law and trips to the COVID list as you have snaps, that is a terrible year. Now, I look, unfortunately, I don't put him in the busts of Johnny Manziel tier. Oh, yeah, obviously. Not that bust not that right big, but... below. I think. Yeah, but it was still. No, it was pretty big. He was, he was he was a first round pick gone to waste, just like Johnny Manziel was, just like Ryan Leaf was, just like. Uh, what's his name? I, I forgot his name. But, um, anyways, he, he, he's a big. He, he, he maybe will have one more shot. Or, or well, another, NFL you know, shots come quick and they go by fast. He doesn't, if you can't if you can't capitalize on your shots, then what? you're lost. No, I, I think he he he. It's it's professional sports. They it's purely business. You don't you don't produce. All right, get off my team. Exactly. You know? It's just as it's as simple as that, and I think he doesn't realize that. I think he's so he thinks he's so talented that he can just go back in next year and be fine. No, somebody's gonna take his spot. That's well, how yeah, it works. So, so the the Titans I, I just sent don't, him. I think... The Titans sent him uh, and a 2022 seventh rounder to Miami for a 2021 seventh rounder. So like they really got almost nothing. Right. And I, I think they, they, they. I think that should show him something that the lack of faith that they have in him. I think that should open an eye and be like, okay, mm-hmm. why am I doing this? You know. But uh, I guess I guess we'll see next year. I don't know. Um, you see a lot of you don't you see a lot of guys that just can't handle the NFL. But you see you also see a lot of guys like this who have all the talent of the world and just 
and just use their language, they just piss and shit it away because they think they can. Well, I really yeah. like the move from Miami because it's basically a free chance at revitalizing. Because he obviously he has the talent, he just doesn't have it all together. Right. I, I think, I think it, it, it shows. Okay, look, look, we're giving you a shot. Right. We're mm. giving you a shot. Now, now, I, I think that. If he takes that shot, I think he could be a pro bowler. I mean, he's got talent. But uh, but anyways, let's let's uh, let's move on to let's move on to the Raiders and their ship in Trent Brown in New England, along with a 2022 seventh and a 2022 fifth. What do you think? No, they're shipping him for 2022. Oh, sh- I read that wrong. I'm sorry. So so the Raiders are sending Trent offensive tackle Trent Brown. And a 2022 seventh rounder in exchange for a 2022 fifth rounder. And Trent Brown is has been on New England before. He was on it for the Super Bowl run in 2018, and he really anchored that line for Tom Brady back in the day. And I really like this move because he didn't really work out in in uh, in Las Vegas. He only spent one year there. He was due like 13 million dollars or something. And the Raiders were trying to shed cap, and they weren't even sure that he'd be you know starting and you know whatnot. So they decided to deal him back to New England. Classic New England move getting a good player for cheap. Right. That's that's what they do. And even when they had Brady, that's what they do. That's just what New England does. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um but you know, I think that 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 he he has obviously shown that he is a good player. He's a good player. He's not a bad player. And I think New England just needs talent right now because they lost two of the biggest stars they could have ever they ever had. And more, you know, Brady and company gone. That leaves New England with like nothing. Yep. So, so I, I think I think this is it's a good move for New England. Uh, but, and especially with with six rounder Mike Onowenu, who was uh, really good this past year, and they also have some flexibility on the on the the line with Isaiah Wynn, so they can shift kind of stuff around. Even with Joe Thune probably leaving, I think it still gives them a a probably top twelve offensive line. I'd say. Yeah, I think that's good for them because especially when they don't have much right now, they don't have a lot of standout talent right now. I think On skill that, positions, at least, yeah. Yeah, I think that gives them gives them a little bit of a little bit more, you know. But anyways, that concludes that concludes our uh, football section for the day. Let's talk about our our let's talk about our 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 dugout talk. Let's right. let's look, let's look at Jackie Bradley Jr. to the Braves. So I was wrong last week. Red Sox giving him off, man. Oh, I'm so excited for baseball, but uh, isn't you know, isn't I, he in Milwaukee in the Brewers? Oh, I put Braves. I meant Brewers. I'm sorry. Brewers, yeah. yeah, yeah. I put I'm, typo. I'm sorry, but um, but he, you know, I I was wrong about. I, was, I thought the Red Sox were talking deals with him, and they were a lot a couple weeks ago, but but he's gone. I, I, the Red Sox, man, they've got all this money and they got no. I, I thought the Orioles were bad. <laughs> Red Sox got nobody right now, and I think that Jackie Bra- for Jackie Bradley Jr. This is a good move. It's a good move for him. He's got, he's going going somewhere else, somewhere that it's a new it's a new start for him. I think it's good. It's a good move. But uh, so in college baseball this week, Arkansas staying on the roll, staying number one. Out of the top 25s, number one school in Division One NCAA baseball, first time in forever they've stayed first this long. Arkansas, my 
goodness, what are you doing right? I don't know, but who are some of the uh, key players on on Arkansas that are that are fueling this number one run? Sorry, I cut out there. Um, I, I gotta, I I don't know if I can get all of them off the top of my head. I gotta, I gotta, gotta think about it. But I mean, um, they they, I think it's less so about the players for them right now. And, and Arkansas is doing one of those things that Coastal Carolina did in like 2017 where they're taking a lot of motivation right now and they're just they're excited to play baseball just like honestly i am i i, I want to get out there i want to play baseball mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean who doesn't who doesn't want to go out there and play sports <laughs> and and granted for them it's a little different they got a lot of more on the line than, than, than high school baseball players do like me but but um you know what i give them credit because they're they're overtaking Vanderbilt, one of the best baseball schools, formerly known as the best baseball school in the country. And, you know, like schools like Florida and stuff like that. It, it, it just shocks me, but I'm happy for them. But mm-hmm. uh, anyways, let's move on to Jake Odorizzi to the Astros. Um, I think it's a good move. I think it was a, honestly a good move. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with the Astros, but I think he should have. I think he should have gone somewhere else. But, but I think he needed to go. I think he needed to go. I think for him, he needed to find somewhere new, and I think for them, he needed to. And um, I think that for him, and especially because it's a two-year deal, I think that it gives him a little bit of time. So at least he knows he's got a contract. At least he knows that he's got a safe place for two years. But uh, now let's talk about now. Now, now, Brendan Rogers and Garrett Hampson are going to have to battle for second base. Uh, I what, think, what what team is that? I think that was with um, I think it was with the Brewers or the Rays. I think it was the Brewers. I looked up, and um, no, my fault. I'm having a brain fart. It's the Padres. Um, the Padres. I, I think. I think uh, the Padres, the amount of talent they've got on the team, I think uh, it's tough for some of the original guys, especially guys like this. Now they got to battle for it, and that's baseball. But but uh, but I think that in reality, the Padres are such a different team than they were ten years ago. Ten years ago, they were excuse my language, they were a shitty shitty baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> and now they got all these stars and it's just it's shocking to me I think I think that that without who they have right now without the pitching staff without the hitting staff they have they would the offensive lineup I'm sorry they wouldn't be where they are and I think for these two guys I think um, personally I think Garrett Hampton's gonna gonna take it but but uh but I, I know it probably it's probably weird for him. I mean, it'd be weird for honestly, it'd be weird for me if I was a normal starter, and that happened. I mean, it sucks. I know it. I know it sucks. But yeah. uh, I mean, let's that concludes the uh, the baseball section. Let's move on to the hockey section before we go too over. Yeah. Let's, um. Let's talk about oh, what division yeah. is the uh, is the strongest. So, in my opinion, it's got to be the East Division because in this new updated NHL playoff format, only the top four teams of each conference are going to the playoffs so which means in the east right now you've got the capitals the bruins the islanders the penguins and the flyers and one of those teams is going to have to miss the playoffs and those are all very good very well built teams that 
honestly should uh, should have been split like should have been split up would usually be split up in a normal typical league year but those teams are all in one division and they are beating up on each other um just recently in in hockey news tom wilson the capitals forward was suspended seven games for a hit on uh, brendan carlo which sent him to the hospital unfortunately um it was it was a debatable uh whether he should be suspended or not but tom wilson does have a history of being suspended and um the league kind of hates him so it's understandable that he got that expense that 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 ex, ex, that suspension not extension um but the the east division is just beating up on each other and some might say the north because it's the highest scoring but the north plays almost no defense and two multiple people have gotten six point games which is absolutely ridiculous and the the points leaders are almost all in the north division the only uh, point leader not in the North Division is Patrick Kane, but everyone else, Shifley, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Matthews, and Marner, those are all in the North Division. I just that yeah, just they can't figure out how to play defense. And speaking of Toronto, could they actually do it this year? Like, so Toronto is one of the oldest hockey cities for anyone who doesn't know. Um, one of the oldest hockey cities, one of the most storied hockey teams, the Maple Leafs, but have not won a cup in 50 years. Have not won the Stanley Cup. Have not won at all. Um, and they have, go ahead. I thought you were talking. Okay. Well, Toronto is probably one of the most storied hockey cities of all time and have not won a a cup in like 50 years. So when the Cubs finally won the world series after a hundred years, I I think, I think it's almost like, I remember in 2016, we were like, the Cubs are going to do it. I mean, it's just kind of like that feeling. You think they could do it? I don't know. You think they could do it? Well, they would have to. They would have to win the the North, which is looks like it looks I like they have. Buddy. They can. It looks like they can win the the North Division, but um, we would need. They would need to uh, break past some of those stronger teams in the playoffs to get there. Um, Kirby Doc back practicing for the for the for the Blackhawks after his wrist surgery this past off season, which is good to see. Um, he's one of their brightest young players. And on the other side of that spectrum, Brent Seabrook is one of the um, the key defensemen for the for the Blackhawks dynasty of the of the 2000s and early 2010s has officially retired. He got um, hip surgery last season and there's really no way for him to play again. The game's just taken too much of a toll. He was 35. He is 35. He, he didn't die. He's just retiring, but he has had a great career. <laughs> Won, won a couple cups with the Blackhawks. Uh, always the anchor of that defense. So uh, so that concludes our, our podcast today. I think we ran a little long, but that's all right. Um, thank you guys for uh, thank you guys for tuning in uh, for the latest and greatest sports news on JC Sports. Sorry we didn't post last night. We both had a both a lot lot of a uh, lot of business to do. Am I right, Jackson? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I bought a car for anyone. That cares, so <laughs> yep, Jackson got his first car. Uh, now we both have one. Uh, but um, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Make sure Thanks. to like and subscribe. See you.